All right, here we go. Welcome to the Square One Show. Join the startup business conversation. This is the podcast where we host authentic conversations about starting your business. You just need a little encouragement and practical advice to keep you motivated and headed in the right direction. And now, here are your hosts, Dave and Jessica. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us again for another episode of the Square One Show podcast. Today we're talking about the five things you should know about going into business with your spouse. These are life changing. You're not going to want to miss this. Ooh, I can't wait to find out what they are. <laughs> actually, uh, no, these are really great. I think these are great talking points and things that we've actually learned in person. Five things that we wish we'd have known maybe before we, hey, let's run a business together. And five things we're still learning and working on. So these oh, are not things absolutely. we perfected. So, and like we say in all our podcasts, we're we are not we're not perfect. We have so many flaws, but we can talk about that, right? Sure, you go first. <laughs> okay. Mm. Well, number one on our list out of the five things you should know about going into business with your spouse, number one, it's hard. Really hard. But it's awesome, and it's worth it. But it's really hard. Yeah, I think there's a lot of things that go into. Uh, working that make makes it hard uh, obviously just uh, schedules for one is really difficult just trying to coordinate especially if you have kids uh, you're always trying to balance the school schedules sports all those things and then all the work that needs to get done on top of that so and when you do have a schedule you're like this is what I'm going to get done today and then a kid throws up you know what that throws off your entire schedule at least it does me oh yeah yeah I hate it when the kids throw up not cool. <laughs> what are you doing? Clean that up. Yeah. So uh, just having uh, those different things in your schedule obviously make it difficult, makes it hard. Um, communication can be a huge issue. It's obviously pretty difficult when you're trying to balance uh, your communication about your family and then also the business things that need to be communicated and then trying to find a healthy balance between those two things. I think it can be really difficult. I don't know for for us it's been hard trying to separate those two and find time. It seems like sometimes it's we're more erring on talking about business than we do our personal family stuff. That's true, but we also really enjoy that. So yeah. it's kind of a conversation that we enjoy spending time together and we talk about the business. Oh, well, what can we do to make this better? What would delight our customers better? Mm. I, I don't know. I think that's what yeah. gets me fired up and excited. And so it's nice to be on the same page and talking about that. Yeah. And that's part of the why it's awesome. I think it's great to be on the same page. I think like before with our separate jobs, we would talk about things that happen. But when we're not experiencing it together, it's kind of secondhand information and you're not uh, as invested in it. So. You don't want to retell the story again and again, and, well, I have to set up this whole yeah storyline, and never mind. So when we're you know. we're working on the same thing together, it kind of it ties us together so much more, which makes it so much better uh, and makes communication better in a lot of ways, at least for that part of it. Um, we have that shared experience together where we didn't before with uh, working at separate jobs. And so... That, that is one of the biggest reasons I think it's awesome. And also just the, the time, the amount of time that we get to spend together now. And um, that that's a, a huge bonus that we didn't have before. We were always so much more separated. So Yeah. And I think back to like health, communication, um, I'm just trying to think of what are some different ways that we can. We text a lot. 
yeah. back and forth. And I think that helps with communication and keeps things lighthearted. And mm-hmm. it's a lot easier when you're like, okay, I, I don't know how to say this in a nice way. So maybe I should text it and erase, <laughs> text it again. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> well, and you can, like, you, how can I you express can edit much more? You can edit. You can't edit when you say something out yeah. loud in the moment Something yeah hurtful. so so i'm sorry so texting i feel like we're able to do and communicate that well sometimes yeah. email yeah i email you a lot actually now that i think of it but i think the biggest thing is just at night when the kids are finally in bed and we have that uh few moments of quiet time uh a lot of times we'll just sit and talk and process things like we've talked about before um it, that is a huge part of the day that we can just kind of unwind and think about different things and dream um, is a big part of it too. Yeah, I think at night it's definitely better to keep it more on the dream side mm. than on the here's what's not working no. side because you're ready to go to bed. You need to kind of well, wind down and relax. Especially you, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which takes us to our next point actually. <laughs> okay, now um, number two of the five things you should know about going into business with your spouse. Number two, your personality is different than your spouse. What? <laughs> yeah, you know what? I honestly believed that when we first met and while we were engaged, I was like, we're so much alike. And now that we've been married for 14, 13 years, 14? Yeah, a lot. A lot. Um, we are so different. I was mm. so naive back then. Mm-hmm. But you know what? That's a part of my personality, right? I was a good actor, too. <laughs> yes. So. you were. So your personality is very different than your spouse. Which causes some challenges and also some benefits and uh, just simple things, like even just the uh, the ways that we think about things and how we approach different problems and how we solve problems together um, or separately uh, can create challenges but also uh exciting benefits too so i tend to take a lot more time when i'm thinking about a problem and tend to be uh, a lot more introspective about it and um i usually take longer making a decision about things and drives me nuts and i like to (laughs) kind of research all the different angles all the different possibilities and just really make sure i understand completely the entire uh decision that we're making where you like to just kind of I'm jump in right away. And... I'm like, you know what? Let's just get our feet wet. Yeah. Let's just get our hands dirty and let's just mess this up and try to figure out, okay, what's working and what's not. And we can talk to people and we can, mm. you know, and you're like, no, That's no, no. not working. No, we, people already have talked to people and it's on the internet and I need to read those articles so I can tell you right. what's going on. Yeah. So those things can drive us crazy or they can be huge benefits. Just depending on how we approach it. And I think the biggest part of that is just understanding that that's how we are. So I think we've both taken a lot of time um, over the years doing lots of different personality tests and just uh, personal introspection and um, uh, just understanding more about how we operate individually and what our personal personalities are individually. And just even having that understanding helps us when we come together, how we operate together and we can, um, kind of see those patterns in each other and um, know that it's actually th- some of it is more of a strength than a weakness so yeah and I think understanding too um, like personality I have written down here um, sleep patterns you know I'm one who loves to go to bed early I like to be early to rise I get stuff done in the mornings and so when you're ready to talk about things in the evening like my brain is shutting down 
and I've made so many decisions during the day that I'm done. And so we realize we really shouldn't be making any major decisions on any business in at night, or we should not be making any major decisions about business in the morning because you are groggy. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, good yeah. morning. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, shut up. Yeah. Yeah. She's the party pooper at night and oh, totally. I'm the party pooper in the morning. Passed out on the couch, ready <laughs> yeah. to sleep and yeah. So I think and, and that I think that right there is really challenging because the only time that we really have a good time to talk without the kids is in the evenings when they go to bed. Mm-hmm. And so they're in bed and I'm like, Okay, I'm I'm done, you know. And if we have something we really need to talk about, I get kinda cranky. Yeah. So I'll be honest. So, again, it's important just understanding how we both think, how we operate, and and still we're still learning more about that and finding healthier ways to communicate. And, and really, we're not great at it, and we're still working on trying to find those times that work better to, to talk and communicate than, than what we're doing now. So, But it is a challenge, and it can uh, be a huge struggle, but it can also be a huge uh, strength, too. And that takes us to our third point. Number three is um, opposites attract in love. We were just talking about that. Opposites attract in love. Somehow that's just the way God made us. um, And it's good for business. How is it good for business? (laughs) So it's like we were just uh, mentioning a little bit. uh, Our opposites can actually be our strengths. And uh, in business, you don't want to have... you don't have two CEOs in a business. You don't have two uh, COOs. Uh, each person has their own individual strengths, and they work together to uh, make the company as a whole work better. And so um, having two unique different sets of strengths in a relationship is actually really great and healthy for a business because there's two different perspectives. There's two different ways um, of attacking problems and um, creating solutions for problems um, or just two different strength, strengths that you have and how you can uh, bring that to the business. Mm-hmm. I think with us, you know, I'm the one who's a dreamer, like let's think about this or what if. I use what if a lot. And I think that stresses you out because you're like, well, I'll tell you what if. What <laughs> if can... we actually figured this out and knew how to do it? <laughs> <laughs> right. So I'm more the details person and likes to have the, the lists and uh, understand the entire process and know what we're doing. Um, where you like to have more of the like, let's let's just try this. And I'm like see the artist works. with the paintbrush who just yeah. like takes buckets of paint and just you know and throws it on things. Oh, that oh, I like how that is turning out. Or and I know I want to know where you're getting the paint and how much it costs and who's paying for it. And <laughs> exactly. Is this going to give us a, a return on our investment in the paint? <laughs> Which those are all valid questions. Right. And I'm actually creating a product. That you can monetize, I guess. I don't know. With painting? That's great. I didn't know about this. No, 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 no. I don't. <laughs> I do not actually paint. Yeah. I'm not a painter. Right. This so figuratively. So again, I think that there's there's a healthy balance there between the two and what you can bring in the business. And uh, just like in government, it's a good checks and balances. Um, with her being a big dreamer and wanting to do these big things, that's great because we need visionaries and dreamers. We need people to set these big uh, audacious goals. But then we also need people who can uh, figure out the details and carry them out. Um, You need both of those in a business for it to run uh, healthy and to be 
uh, well-rounded. So, And I think, Dave, what you do really well for me is that, you know, I am, in, when you're a dreamer, you're kind of in this big bubble and you, you have all these little things figured out, but you're able to see even like five steps back and see where this little possible train wreck is heading and you're able to go you're able to ask a few questions that make me think oh okay no I don't want to go in that direction I'm really looking at going this direction how can I pivot and make that so you're actually really good at like really really big vision you know yeah but and and I wouldn't be asking those questions or looking at that if there wasn't a vision to begin with so oh yeah that's we kind of need we both sides of the coin on that Mm so yep What's number four? Well, number four in uh, the five things you should know about going into business with your spouse. Number four is filling your buckets. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of that phrase before. I don't even know who exactly was first talking about filling your bucket. Uh, the bucket company. I the bucketcompany.com. Yeah, they, they need maybe. to sell more buckets. So Yeah, um, and, and we're looking to fill them. So filling your buckets. What is it that you are passionate about, you know, you started a business for a reason. Look at your spouse. You got married to that person for a reason. At one point, you were in love and maybe you were still in love with that person. You know, what was it about them that really attracted you to that? Um, what is it that you're passionate about? What what fills your soul? That's kind of what we're looking. Maybe instead of bucket, what fills your soul? Yeah, it's, it's obviously uh, an analogy, but um, it's those things, even apart from uh, the business, it's what are the things that that get your, in your personal time and your personal space that recharge you and the things that you love doing uh, that really give you joy and make you feel um, recharged and not drained. Because a lot of times business, it's it's a lot of work. It's, it's really hard. And we can uh, start to get burnt out and start to feel drained by, by doing it so much. So you have to have time to, um, as they say, fill your bucket and uh, start making deposits into this, these buckets uh, with time and uh, things that you enjoy doing so that you can have uh, a more healthy, well-rounded uh, soul. And that sounds so easy, but I can honestly say um, when our third, when True was just born, I honestly had a really hard time figuring out what it was that I love to do. You know, mm-hmm. what fills my bucket? I honestly, I don't know. And I don't have time to think about it right now. But looking back, I should have been figuring that out earlier instead of going into a, a deeper and deeper depression, mm-hmm. you know. And so what I had, what I have figured out is um, I, I love photography. I love hiking. I love to walk. I love to go for a hike in nature and just take images of design that I see in nature. I l- that's that would fill my bucket. So give me two hours to just go away by myself. You know that refills my bucket. There's other things too, but that's one thing for me. Yeah, I think it goes again to your personality, and we each have unique personalities. So um, what would fill my bucket is going to be different than what fills yours. But for me, it's more. Uh, like physical activity, doing sports, playing golf or uh, soccer, stuff like that. Um, just get exercise. The things that um, I can do and I don't have to think about everything. I can kind of turn my brain off for a little bit from all the noise that kind of fills uh, fills most of my life. So 
those are things that fill my bucket and make me feel recharged. For me, and I think for us, the biggest challenge has been more the time to do it. And uh, that's something we still struggle with and try to, to work on. But I think that's one of the biggest points that we're trying to make. Uh, there is a huge need for you to do that, to take your personal time to fill your bucket. Um, but it's the challenge really is, is doing that, having a chance for each spouse to be able to do that. It seems to be pretty difficult for us, um, especially with three little kids that are always demanding our time. And then a lot of the business demanding our time. Um, we just we know that it's an important thing. It's something that we have to prioritize, but it's usually one of the first things that gets uh, cut out. Yeah. And, and it's hard, too, because we feel you almost feel selfish when you're doing it, when you're taking time for yourself, because uh, it is almost a selfish act. But uh when we don't do it, especially for myself, I know that I'm I'm not 100% me. I'm not 100% effective if I'm not taking time for myself. So um, it's almost doing a disservice to my family and to the business if I'm not taking time to recharge myself because I'm, I'm not at 100%. And I think finding things that are at least, I don't even, once a month, you know, like start there. If, if you think about yeah. once a week, that's that's a lot to chew. But even if it's just one month going out and like playing racquetball with Glenn, that yeah. was and going to see a movie. Yeah. And it no. can be simple. I, for me, even it could just be like have half an hour to read a book by myself and not. Like, and, and telling me that, hey, yeah. I need a half an hour. I'm going to lock the door. Yeah. Don't let the kids in. I just need to zone out yeah. and read. You have to set time with that and communicate that to each other right. so we know. It's kind of tag teaming on that. Like, it's your turn to go take care of yourself. And we just have to make that a priority. I think it's it's huge. It's important. Like, if for your business to be healthy and for your yourself to be healthy and your family to be healthy, you have to take that time to do that. And we've seen what it's like, and we're I, I still see it, uh, what happens if we're not doing that. Um, and, again, it feels selfish, and it feels like, uh, it's counterintuitive almost. That, the guilt factor, yeah. like the mom guilt factor just yeah. really kicks in. So we're giving you yeah. permission to take care of yourself you if you need an excuse. You can tell them we told you it's okay. And that's something <laughs> we're working on too. Yeah. You know, when Dave's gone all day and he comes home and I know he needs that bucket list filled and I'm like, you know what? I'm kind of tired. I need my bucket list filled tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's a yeah. power, but. Uh, All right. So that brings us to number five, since we're already talking about kids. Uh, Number five on the five things you should know about going into business with your spouse is, uh, oh, wait, who's got the kids? What? You got the kids? No, I need to go do this right now. I scheduled a photo shoot. I need to go do that right now. You you have the kids, right? No, I uh, I'm going to fill my bucket tonight and going golfing remember i thought golfing was next tuesday no right yeah so you guys can see (laughs) you guys can see how fast that miscommunication can happen and expectations and who's got the kids yeah so kids are always a huge part of our family um not everybody 
obviously has kids, but we've got three of them, so we're a little overwhelmed with them. They're they're climbing out of the walls. Some people are but, overwhelmed with one. Some yeah. people are overwhelmed with what nineteen. Yeah. I'm we're, I'm overwhelmed with three. Yeah, we're good. And they're, yeah. they're great, and that, and it's a big part of our lives and trying to manage uh, our uh, our kids and the schedules, like we've talked about before. But um, this can be a, obviously a huge challenge. Kid, huge challenge having the kids and. Um, making time for them and helping them feel loved and um, like they're important too. Um, again, it's just more scheduling and figuring out, being creative, how to how to do that. And also just having enough energy even. I know a lot of times I'm working all day and I come home and I'm exhausted. The last thing I want to do is uh, run around and give uh, horseback rides to or piggyback rides mm-hmm. to the kids. Uh, I'll give them lots of horseback rides. They just need to buy a horse, but <laughs> that'd be a lot easier, not yeah. cheaper. But, um, but anyways, just having that energy level to 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 give to them and um, making them feel like a priority uh, is really difficult. It's a challenge, but um, it's something that we have to 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 work at. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's where I feel like I have failed the most and maybe it's just because that's just the nature of it is that natural mom guilt you know but I with the kids I think has been my most challenging starting business I feel like that's so easy so easy compared to dealing with kids and their emotions and their needs and their needs and their needs and their constant needs (laughs) you know that just that's it's really hard um we were just looking up today like how do you our youngest is hitting you know and that's so frustrating because you're trying to to love this child and yet he's acting out and he's hitting and so just getting to a point I don't know what I'm doing and so Dave looked up um online just, just some, searching how to deal with hitting how to deal with hitting is <laughs> that simple that yeah <laughs> and um just listening to this lady talk just so calmly and peacefully and was really encouraging just how to do because that's that's not my cup of tea I don't work with kids I w- always hated babysitting mm-hmm. um and now just throw that into the mix as these are our kids we are responsible for them mm-hmm. um that's I just, I just feel like that's the most challenging thing I have had to deal with yeah and it takes a lot of energy and a lot of time and and it's totally worth it, and it's what we want. Um, it's it, totally what we want, and we feel very thankful yeah, that we have the opportunity to do that. We just have to balance it and make sure that we're staying on top of some of those issues. Our kid was actually the kid in Sunday school today that got uh, moved from his class because he was coloring on other kids and hitting. So. He was hitting the birthday boy. Yeah, we were those parents, and we were told that we need to work on his behavior, which that always makes you feel great when you when you leave. And it's not, I mean, we do, we work on it a lot, so it's tough. And there's situations that are um, sometimes outside of our control, and we we do the best we can, and we we work at it as best we can, but uh, we're not perfect, so. And what we're learning, and this is true in business too, but what we're learning is it's consistency. Mm -hmm. Just being consistent with what we say and what we do and how we do it. And I'll tell you what, I fail every day, and I'm learning. I'm still learning. We're all learning. We're falling forward, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I hope you find that these five tips are really helpful for you, or at least the conversation. Maybe something in it has um, 
sparked some motivation to try to work on these different areas of your life and your spouse's life and your family's life. If you'd like more information, more resources, we'd love to hear from you. You can visit us online at squareoneshow.com or send me an email. It's jessica at squareoneshow.com. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Square One Show podcast. For more episodes and inspiration about starting your business, visit squareoneshow.com.